because I threw him out of the water. So you will find out from this narration that Moses' name was not given to him by the father or by the mother, but it was given. the kingdom of darkness into another kingdom which is the kingdom of his dear son. So Colossians chapter 1 and verse 13 says who have delivered us from the power of darkness and have translated us into the kingdom of his dear son. So everyone born into the world is born after the, the order of wickedness. It is only salvation that makes the difference. But when, when, when you become born into the kingdom, when you accept Jesus as your Lord and your personal Savior, the Bible says you are delivered from the effect, from the control, from all the dominance of darkness. And not only delivered, you are now translated into the kingdom of his dear son. So we are now under the confines of a kingdom. And when you look at the earthly kingdom and the, and the supernatural kingdom, there are differences in the things that we believe. And so you are now a kingdom person. Tell somebody, I am a kingdom person. And, 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 and so in John 3, 6, the Bible said that which is born of the flesh is limited by the flesh, but that which is born of the spirit becomes another spirit. So that means that in this kingdom, you become, you come after the order of where you have been delivered and translated into. So the things that naturally you could not do in the kingdom of darkness, once you have been translated into the kingdom, you have the DNA, the ability of God to be able to do it. I, I want to speak to somebody prophetically in case your natural limitation is limiting you from assessing what belongs to you. May the kingdom of the dear son of God bring you result about the comprehension of the mind. Am I talking to somebody? Yeah. Now, when you look at the Ashanti kingdom and you begin to compare the Ashanti kingdom to the Fante kingdom or to any other kingdom, one of the things that you will find out is that even though all of them are kingdoms, there are things in the kingdom that makes one kingdom different from another kingdom. In the same way, the kingdom of the earth and the kingdom of heaven, there are differences. 
And the first thing that makes one kingdom different from another kingdom, number one, is the king in the kingdom. In this nation called Ghana, there are many kings, there are many chiefs that you can go on radio and insult them. And even people will join you in that campaign of foolishness to insult people who are meant to be honored. But I dare you to go on radio and insult Ashante King Otunfo. And when you are done, step into Kumasi. The Ashanti kingdom, the Ashanti king will not need to do anything, but the subject in the kingdom understand that their honor, their glory is derived from the king. So anybody who attacks the king attacks the kingdom. It is this kingdom that when they say things, the people value the words of, of, of the king. But in our case, our king is not a man born after the order of the flesh. Our king is is not subjected to the jurisdiction and the law of the natural element. Our king is the kings of kings. He is the alpha and he is the omega. He is the beginning and he is the end. It is our king that when he decides to live to you, he will never negotiate with anyone. It is our king that when it is time for him to give you that miracle, no matter what people will say, it is not what will influence the king. And I came here to tell somebody this week and this month our king is about to come into that situation our king is about to bring you a breakthrough our king is about to bring a shift it is our king that the bible said the heart of all men is in his hands and our king turns it wherever he wills and this week you have done some good god is about to turn the heart of certain people even towards you towards your business towards your healing it is our king who says and it cometh to power? It was this same king who met David, and David was at the wilderness taking care of, of sheep, and the king came into him, and there was a transference of an anointing upon the life of David. May this king give you an anointing. It was this same king who met a woman, even at the well, and the woman had gone through shame, had gone through abuse, but our king empowered her voice. By the time the woman went back, she had become a celebrity. May an encounter with our king establish you in a place of glory. Receive receive the relationship that comes with knowing the king. Receive the glory that comes by being identified with the king. I came here to tell you, yes, we are in the world, but it's a matter of who you know. But one of the people who will make a difference in your life is not knowing all the people around. It is good. But get and seek to know our king. Because when you begin to know him, he tattooed you in the arms, in the palms of his hand. And his walls are always before him. Anybody who touches you, touches our king. And when our king decides to come through, nothing can resist our king. So the first thing is the king of the kingdom. The second thing that makes uh, uh, another kingdom different from another kingdom is the culture of the kingdom. And so when you enter into other kingdoms, uh, especially in our nation, when you do this, it is an insult. 
But, but I was talking to a Nigerian and the guy was doing this and I was trying to tell the guy, you are trying to insult me. And he said to me, you know, in our culture, when we begin to do this, we are rather encouraging you. So that means that what is acceptable in one kingdom might not necessarily be acceptable in another kingdom. Not because it is bad, but out of kingdom culture, it is not acceptable. In our kingdom, we need to honor those who are meant to be honored. That our kingdom makes us to understand. Honor your father and your mother. So in case you are part of this kingdom and you are dishonoring your parents, you are really not operating in the kingdom culture. In our kingdom culture, anybody who wants to, 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 to see must believe. Because everything is subjected to your belief. So you can be born into the kingdom, but as long as you are not operating with the culture of the kingdom, you will not receive the blessing that comes by accepting it. When you go to other jurisdictions, homosexuality is a norm. It is an accepted part of their kingdom. But in our kingdom, especially in this nation called Ghana, yet we have homosexuals around, but it is not an acceptable behavior. That's why you can't see we come into church and a brother, brother, brother Timothy and brother Evans are getting married, or sister May and sister, sister Thelma are getting married. It is not an acceptable cultural element. In our kingdom, there is what is acceptable. So you need to understand the culture of the kingdom. The third thing you need to understand has to do with the language of the kingdom. Because your language is a reflection of who you are. So when I travel at times, and I'm in a place where all the people don't speak the Ghanaian language, and maybe once I'm trying to buy something, I hear someone speaking tree or speaking fante. It brings a certain realm of identification. So language is a form of identification. Language also tells where you are coming from. So if I start speaking in fante right now, you will know that this guy is either a fante guy or he has stayed around fante people or he's learning the fante language. Do you know why you always speak the language of defeat? Because you have surrounded yourself with people who continuously bombard you with the language of defeat. So when I begin to say, I say, you will know I'm a fante guy, but if you really know the fante language, you'll know that this guy is coming from Tati. There is a language of the kingdom that when you begin to speak the language, we will know the depth you are made of. We will know who you are. We know where you are coming from. There are people that bad news happen to them, but when you begin to see their language, you know they have entered into a certain realm. Today, may you be baptized with the kingdom language. As part of the kingdom language is what the Bible says, let the weak say. So your language is what you say. Let the weak say, I am strong. And let the poor say, I am rich. Your language empowers you. And today, may the language of the king begin to bring empowerment into your being. Receive it one. Receive it two. Receive it three. Prayer is our language. That's how when we begin to pray, many don't understand. They think we 
we are mad. But it's a language of the spirit. When we take it higher and we begin to speak in tongues, the Bible says anybody who decides to speak in tongues is not communicating with men, but is communicating with spirit. He explained the link of spirit. After today, may you just close yourself in and begin to engage the language of spirit. It is the language that spirit understands. And when spirit understand this language, they come to your rescue. This week, you will speak that language of the spirit and spirit will come to rescue you. There will be a surprise by the spirit. Receive it in the name of Jesus. I hope I'm talking. I'm, I'm trying to lay my foundation for, for, for today. For, for today. So, Pharaoh's daughter named uh, um, um, Moses. All my children were named by my wife and I. Nobody named our children for us. So now that you are born again, I have you been named by God? If you are named by God, it must be seen in your life. So Pharaoh gave Moses his identity. So much that many years after Moses had fought with the system of Egypt and had come to a realm where he has lost everything and had even run away and people were laughing, people were mocking. It is possible someone here, you are being mocked, you are being laughed at, but something is about to come out of your life. The, the guy was mocked until he entered a place and he saw ladies were trying to fetch water and men who were strong bullied them out of it and Moses used his strength to, de- to deliver this girl and fetch water for them and, and, and when these ladies went back to their father their father said how come you have come quickly this week you will go quickly this month you will end up quickly this month you will encounter it quickly the father saw a change you will see a change this week you will see a change today you will see a change this year 2020 has not come to an end there is more possibility there are portals of possibility in 2020 and you will see it quickly how come you have come quickly and they said an Egyptian helped us but Moses was not an Egyptian but because he was raised in Egypt he was trained in Egypt he began to talk like an Egyptian he began to walk like an Egyptian he began to behave like an Egyptian in the same way when you become born again you need to talk like Christ act like Christ, behave like Christ, believe like Christ do everything like Christ, that's what the disciple Jesus raised, at the point when people looked at their life, they came to the conclusion that these guys look like Christ, I want to say with all signs of humility that many believers have built up in the home with the mindset of the ownership spirit, churches will do well. Let me continue again. And many believers have also been built with ownership spirit. It will reflect in our personal life. It will reflect 
in our public life. It will reflect in our nation. Tomorrow is a day for election. And do you know there are some people here who have already decided not to vote because they don't have the ownership spirit. When the Bible says that whenever we gather, don't absent yourself. He was also talking about when it is time for election. Go and exercise your power. Because if you don't choose, evil men will choose for you and they will make decisions that will affect you, affect your finances, affect your business, affect your life. Then you will come back to the chair and you begin to pray. When you knew that your tongue could have done what prayer should do. And so I'm encouraging you today, tomorrow, all of us are going to vote. I prophesy upon your life that this prophecy shall be fulfilled tomorrow. That you will go and you vote. Have you seen anyone that the day of his marriage decided not to attend? Did not delegate anyone to attend and still got married? Even people who are outside of the jurisdiction, they send their family member to represent him. This is the marriage of Ghana. Don't let Ghana be married to the wrong people. Allow Ghana to marry the woman of his choice. And if that is going to happen, you will need to vote. I said you will need to do what? And tomorrow we are all going to vote. I don't know who you are going to vote for. But we are all going to express our choice to show Ghana we know what is good for you. So some will vote for party A, some will vote for party B. At the end of the day, it is the one that majority of Ghanaians have decided we want to marry. You, when you were working, you were growing up, didn't you meet a lot of people? When you were trying to tell them your campaign message and you gave them your manifesto, one of them bought into it. That's why you are married. So tomorrow, Ghana must marry. In the, four, in the next four years, we are giving Ghana out to marry. So go and vote. But when you don't have the ownership spirit, there is a way you think. There is a way you behave. That's why I would be surprised. Somebody who is born again can miss church on a Sunday. Since I became born again and I sat under my father, Reverend Ebuasa, I can remember when I backslided. And the time I came back as a born again Christian, I can remember just one Sunday I missed church. And even that Sunday, I was writing an IA or interim assessment on a Sunday at Legon Campus. And so that's how I missed church. So you cannot miss when you not understand the ownership mentality. Now, let me get my message and let me get out of here. So what is the ownership spirit? The ownership spirit, number one, is contending for all that God has already given to you. The ownership spirit is contending for what God has already given to you. Everything you are looking for, God has already given to you. God has given you your fame. He has given you the wealth you desire. He has given you the health you want. He has given you the people you need. He has given you the gift you need. He has given you the ability to become
become whatever you must become. Because when God made man in his own image, the Bible said God breathed into the nostril of man the breath of life and man became a living soul. What does it mean? God came and resided in man. God came to stay in man. The New Testament makes it this way. Don't you know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit? It is not now becoming the temple. It is the temple. But everything that God has promised you, every time thing that God has given to you, you need to learn how to contend. To contend means to fight. If you don't fight it, what God has given to you will be given to someone else. I have seen in this nation how a man will marry his own wife. A man of God anointed and the woman is pregnant and another man will take the pregnant woman and marry the pregnant woman. And I realized that if you don't contend, the guy says, I love you. The sister said, I love you. But somebody will take the person away with all the grammar that you are speaking. That business, if you don't contend for it, there are forces trying to contend for it. So God has given to you already. I came to this church as your pastor to tell you I am contending for spirit life revival ministry. If this church has been in the hands of gossip, if it has been in the hands of destroyer, then go and announce to them, Bernard L. Bernard has come back. Because when God spoke to me, you were not there. So I have come to contend to build this ministry according to what God showed me. So if my spirit left, my spirit has come. What is it that God promised you? What is it that God gave you? Enter into that place and contend for your marriage. Contend for the destiny of many. Contend for your children. Contend for your business. Contend for your healing. He said he has already healed you. But contend for that healing. You'll be in church. And you say, how come I have been in church and I'm still sick? You did not contend for well. Deuteronomy 2.24 Rise ye up. Take your journey. And pass over the river Anon. Behold, I have given unto thine hand, Sion, the Amorite, the king of Hishbon, and his land. He said, I have given it. No, I am about, I have given it. Begin to possess it. So, to be given and to possess are two different things. And he said, contend with him in battle. If you don't contend the promise of God, do you know why your promise is not coming to pass? Because you are not contending enough. But this man, I came to tell you, everything that God said about us, we are going to contend in prayer. We are going to contend in principle. And we will see it manifestation. Efficiencies. 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 Verse 12. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood but against principalities against powers against the rulers of the darkness of this world against spiritual wickedness in high places you have started something and some people who don't know how you started they are trying to battle you out of it like as it happened in this church that I come to the church I am not excited I come to the church, I see eyes not trying to pierce through me. But now I made up my mind. 
when I saw what God said he would do, I said, God, I am returning as the pastor. You get the dream. I am returning as the man you anointed to take many to the promised land. And so this week, we have been empowered that whatever God has said, God gave you that child. Even at the point of death, you can tell death, I am contended for the destiny of this child. God gave you that son. The son has gone wayward. You are going to contend in prayer. But God, this is not what you gave me. You gave me a promise. And I'm fighting in this battle. So Bible said, we are not fighting against flesh and blood. Why do you think? NDC will bring a video out and people will bring a video. It is a battle of contention. Why do you think someone will go to your helper and spoil you to your helper? It is a battle of contention. Why do you think someone will go to the woman you love, the man you love and destroy you? Because it's a battle of contention. And today, I release the spirit of contention. Go back and fight for what belongs to you. We are fighting for the destiny of Ghana. That's why anybody who announces violence, we need to fight and overthrow. Because Ghana is not for some people. If Ghana is for you, you will not dream of a fight. You will not dream of war. Because some of them, they have other nations. Some of them have other places. Some of them never went through our educational system. Some of them, their children hold dual citizenship. But there are people like you and I. We know that Ghana is our home. Apart from Ghana, we have no other nation. So anybody who preaches war, we will contend. And make sure you lose the election. We'll contend in the spirit. Ah, Igwe is here. But Igwe is a Nigerian. If there is war, Igwe will go to Nigeria. He has a family in Nigeria. Me, I don't have any family anywhere. My family is in Ghana. Are you ready to contend for the destiny of Ghana? Any politician who is coming into power to take what is meant for a whole constituency, we contend against you. You will lose the election. Yembre. Yembre. How can some people come into power and before you realize they become rich? What some have taught as teachers for 24 years and they have never gathered that one. I'm saying anybody who is coming to rape Ghana, who is coming to rape this nation of our, our resources, we contend with those people. They will lose this election by fire, by tender. Anybody who will not preach the message of peace, we contend against them. They will not win. Whether on the presidential level or on the parliamentary level, we contend. We contend. It's not about contention with parties. We are because parties will go many years ago. CCP, CPP was like it was a party. Now it is a party, but it's not among the first two forces. So some of them, they want to go. NDC will go someday. And people will go someday. But Ghana will still be there. So we are contending for the peace of Ghana. We are contending for the prosperity of Ghana. We are contending for the development of Ghana. And may it be our portion that this nation will grow. This nation will develop. This nation will have selfless leaders in every other area. My God. Ah, ah. Have you seen anybody who said, I love my life? 
and he take a gun to kill himself? No. So nobody who loves Ghana will take gun to kill Ghana. If there are differences, let us solve it. We will not kill Ghana. I said we will not do what? Number two, let me close. The spirit of an ownership. What is the spirit of ownership? The spirit of ownership is making the spirit of ownership is when you are sold out to the king and you make his kingdom your priority. The spirit of ownership is when you are sold out to the king and you make his kingdom your priority. You make this king. You are sold out. You are given to him. You are completely committed to him. You know there are people here, they are not in a relationship with Jesus. But they are in a transactional relationship with him. That means that their belief in the name of Jesus hangs on the miracle they receive. Hangs on the testimony they receive. Hangs on the breakthrough they receive. These are not believers. They are transactional believers. They serve God as long as it is good. They serve God as long as the business is going on. But there are some of us, we can say, for I am persuaded that neither death nor life nor angels nor principalities nor powers nor things present nor things to come nor height nor depth or any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus so even though you slay me Yet will I trust you. Even though I have not seen all that you promised me. But my trust is unshaken. Even though COVID-19 have brought a lot of hardship. I still believe in the name of Jesus. And someone is coming to that place of absolute commitment. To the name of Jesus. To the person of Jesus. Where you believe in him. It's not connected to what he gives you. How many of us will love anybody? Who loves you because of your bank account? How many of you will love somebody who loves you because you have been providing food morning, afternoon, and evening? How many of us will, will, will be in love with someone who in his mind, he is coming into that relationship to scam you? How many? So how many believers are not comfortable being in relationship with Jesus because I want to get married? Because I want children. Because I want to make it. But when the ownership spirit take over, it is not, I love my children, not because they are good. I love them because they are my children. I provide for them, not because they pray. I provide for them because I brought them to this world. Until the ownership spirit comes upon you. As a father, as a mother, you can comfortably abandon your children. You can comfort them. Let, when you are in love with the king, when you are in love with the king, it will show in what you say. There are many people sitting down today 
from January today, they have never spoken to one person about Jesus Christ. And you are telling me you love Jesus, you don't have the ownership spirit. His last word is go into the nations and make disciples. Make disciples. You can talk about your business. In fact, some of you can even talk about your pastor. Some of you can talk about your church. That your church did not die for you. Your pastor did not die for you. Jesus Christ died for you. Because we don't have the ownership spirit. We don't have it. Until we are completely devoted. We have invested and engaged our life in the person of Jesus. It is about having a relationship with him. It is not you being an usher. It is not about you singing in the church. It is not about you preaching. As a matter of fact, there are many people preaching because it is a career. So the day they stop paying them, that's the last thing they'll preach Christ. They are, they, they are doing what they are doing because of what they are receiving. Not because they have a love. Uh, uh, but there are some people it is all about Jesus. It is all about Jesus. The ownership spirit is when not when you know him. Because even the devil believes and they tremble. It's when you know him and you have given him access into all your life. Not some of your life. And if that happens, it will be seen the way you deal with people. It will be seen the way you deal with your workers. It will be seen in the way you deal with your subordinate. It will be seen in the way you deal with your superiors. It will be seen in the way you deal with the rich. It will be seen in the way you deal with the poor. Because Jesus Christ will never discriminate. He will never, never for once. It will be seen. In how you work at your workplace, you are born again Christian. You steal more than all the armed robbers in town. You are the reason why your company is not doing well. They employ you to make this company make profit. But since you came, you have joined the gang of forces that is making the company make loss. They say report to work at 7.30. You get there at 9.15 because you say hey, I buy a human. Let me put your account. This man, let me put your account. Anyone, I heard they are bringing Ghana Airways. Anybody who will go there and they will mess it up, they are messed up. God will punish everyone one by one. Not only the politician, all of us who will see that this is how much you are supposed to pay and you use your connection and you don't pay it. God will, will, will or punish you. Ownership spirit. You you know that the price for this thing is two hundred thousand. But someone said, if you can balance me with twenty five thousand, I will. And you balance all those people. Let me put your uncle. Because you will never rob yourself. Can you go and buy a car? And go and buy a gun that you are going to rob yourself. Can you ever do that? Because you know it belongs to you. When you know that Ghana belongs to you, you will not agree with other people for us to rob Ghana. We will not rob Ghana. So, being sold out, when they saw the believers, they saw they are being with Christ. How many of us in our workplaces, people can see and they say, ah, this are, but you are like them. You are like them. 
today, in the church of God universally, sin happens more in the church than in any other place. The most wicked people you ever find, most of the time are in church. And this from, from personal experience and observation. You will feed them, and whilst you are feeding them, they are eating your fingers. In the church of God, because we are not completely sold out. We are in a transactional relationship. So we don't understand why things are still not working. We don't understand. Can you yourself organize people to gossip about yourself? Can you? So why are you gossiping about other people? Did you see Jesus Christ ever gossiping about people? Can you? Can you ever? So being first sold out to the king, being completely committed, completely devoted, completely committed to the king and make his kingdom your priority. Make his kingdom your priority. To you, the kingdom is not your priority. So, in Matthew 6, 33, the Bible said, But seek ye first the king and his domain, making the kingdom, and his righteousness, his way of doing things, and all these things shall be added unto you. So, we were seeking the king, we want to develop a relationship with the king. You don't need a pastor to tell you that being a Christian is not a Sunday affair. It is every minute, every second, every day, every hour, every week affair. You don't resign as a Christian and say, this week I have resigned, next week I think I will resume. There is nothing like that. If you are going to seek his kingdom, you are making him your priority. There are many here today if some men of God come and say, I have served God for 55 years, maybe a man of God they respect. And today, I have come to the conclusion that there is no Jesus, they will backslide. You, are not, you, you don't know him, you know your pastor. You know him. If, even if I come and said, well, after pastoring for a long time, I realize that there is no Christ. Some people will backslide. You don't know Christ. Paul said, follow me as long as I follow Christ. Know Jesus for yourself. If you know him, you have time for his word. You can, you can watch every kind of movie and you will not sleep. But if you are going to listen to the word of God, you are going to read the word of God, that way you start sleeping. You are not serious. You are not serious. You are not really, really serious. And there are some of them, they read the word, but they don't obey the word. You too, you are not serious. Let me close. Number two. Maybe the last one. The spirit of ownership. Is the spirit of responsibility. The spirit of ownership is the spirit of responsibility. So you are born as a Christian. You are born into the kingdom. You yourself, God has given you a purpose. God has given you things you are supposed to do. You become responsible for your life. You don't blame people for what is happening to you. You take responsibility. You are not married because you are responsible. Before you begin to blame other forces, you are the first point of contact. Because nobody can, can, can destroy you if you were not here. But it's because you are here. So you have the responsibility to accept things or not to accept things. So you have responsibility to bath when you wake up so you don't stink. So if you are stinking, it is not someone doing it. It is not because there is no water. You don't want to bath. Because if you really 
really want to bathe, that desire to bathe will let you find where there is water. You don't really, really want to make it. If you really, really want to make it, that desire to let you make it will let you find a legitimate way to make it in life. Because we are used to excuses. In our kingdom, excuses is not part. What, that's what the Bible says. Be careful for nothing. So as an individual, you have a responsibility. That's why people will go to places. Let me close. And they will serve them or they will use hanky like this. And when they are done using it, they will throw it on the street. Because you are irresponsible. Because you say that someone has been paid to pick it. It is your lack of responsibility that is making always be flat in Ghana. It is our lack of responsibility. They will come to church and come and pray. It is our lack of responsibility. That's why you are unemployed. Because the last job you, they gave you, it wasn't up to your standard, but you rejected it. How, how can you look at me and give me this job? How can you look at me? So we are worried about the job that will fit you. It has not come yet. But you don't know everybody starts from somewhere. You were, a, you were a Christian working in an organization. But you are the one making people. You can organize people to gossip about the person who will give you the job. And so, this has entered into the church. When I was growing up, and I was living with my father, we went to Bechim, from Bechim, we went to Brekum, to Wenchi, back to Brekum, Bechim, Wenchi. So, from around 1991 to 1991, 99, I was moving around that area. There was never a time my father had to even say thank you, because I swept if he said that, maybe it was a, a form of encouragement. As a son, it's my responsibility to make sure that the house we leave is clean. There was never a time my father had to pay me to work. Now, when you understand this, as a believer in a nation, you don't do things because of reward. You don't do things because of reward. Even though the reward is good. Because your reward is in what you are doing. The story about Moses. Moses was brought to the house of Laban and was sheltered because of what Moses did. If Moses was waiting, who will offer me a reward? He would never have had shelter. But immediately he used his strength to solve a problem. They say he's a good man. Anybody who solves a problem is a good man. Whether he's a Christian or not, he's a good man. But whether he's in right standing with God is another thing. So, Moses was reward, was was work-oriented. Let's solve problems. And when he solved it, his reward came in what he's doing. Many are waiting. God, when will you bless me? God is asking. When will you do what I've asked you to do? Because it's in doing what you have been asked to do that you receive what you are supposed to receive. So if someone is trained as a medical doctor, he will not earn the salary of a medical doctor sitting at home. It is using what he has learned to serve others. That is how he will receive his own. So in the house of God, ah, Pastor Ness, why are you adding more people to the group? I see Mr. Fua. I can't hear you.
Okay, real explanation. Okay, I wait for the real explanation. But before I get real explanation, don't add anyone again. As I'm coming back to build the church. Yeah, that's why I'm coming back. Steve, you saw the things I gave you to start doing. I'm coming back. I, we, I, we don't want people to work in the church again. We don't need it. Take it. Take your gift. We don't need it. And I'm seen as a pastor. Because until something enters into you. So for example, Derek plays organ. How can it ever cross his mind? I want to miss church. If I tell you where I have been from yesterday morning up to today, you will find I don't have to stand here. You will find now I don't have to stand here. I was sleeping around five. I was sleeping around five. But you see, when it's a responsibility to discharge, pleasure and pressure must not interfere with that responsibility. It must never. That's why people, I'm tired, they don't have money. Everybody is tired. It's the person who goes the extra mile. When I was coming this morning, I decided to trade in the forex market. Sunday morning, pastor coming to pray. Pa, 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 pa. I got $148. I said, let me close it. $148 is at least above 600 Ghana cities. I'm okay for now. Okay, when I go, let me give attention. Let me stay for 19 hours and see what will happen to my life. Because if you know and you don't work it, it won't work for you. So we are people in the church, able-bodied men, young men with vision, young men with talent, but many are not ready to respond to what they have. Many are waiting to be called. Can you come and serve in this department? If you were in your father's house, would you need anybody to come and serve? When you see there is a problem, you fix it. You fix it. You, you, I said, you fix it. You don't need anybody to even say thank you. You don't need it. Am I talking to somebody? Because you know it is your response. You don't need an encouragement to sweep. When I woke up this morning, I did not need an encouragement or, or within a I did not need encouragement to give money for myself to, to buy all the food that we would need within a week. I did not need to come and beg me. I knew as a father that is my responsibility. So you as a church member, what is your responsibility? The problem is that the ownership spirit is not part. Spirit life is not your home, your, your, your home. This is not where you belong. That's why you behave the way you behave. That's why when we say, do this, you will not do it well because you know what the, where your, your treasures are or where your heart is. Where your treasures are, that is where your heart will be. Do you know why you have never come and say, sir, so the construction, where has it got into? It is not your dream. Do you know why you are not asking yourself, what can I do so that Ghana can change? You think that we need a multitude. But you forget that every change starts with a person. If one person begins to do the right thing at the right time, consistently, many will observe and definitely they will follow. But you are an expert. That's why you can sit down and gossip about the church. Did I tell you I am a holy man? Did I tell you I am a perfect man? What I told you is that I am a Christian and I'm a sincere Christian. That's why you can gossip. That's why I wrote on my page. The depth of my relationship with you. Nobody can dishonor any man I love 
and I can confidently keep a relationship with that person. We are not fighting, you know. I cannot. If you like this Anna, Dr. Victor, say and see, it will affect the depth of our friendship. It will affect anyone I don't believe in. I don't post on my social media platform. I'm not a fool. Or think I'm one. I'm not one. But you see people in church, they, they have never sat down to discuss their parents. But they can sit there and discuss their pastors. You think your parents are your own. Because the church is not part of your own. There is nothing you have done that when you leave, it will cost you. That's why every man I have submitted to, I have never, and mark my lips, never had any discussion that borders on the negative, like Jesus Christ. I have never bothered once to have any discussion on the negative about Jesus Christ. Do you think Jesus Christ married or did not marry? We have to suspect him more. When you see Jesus and Mary Madeline, the way Mary Madeline poured it in, I'm not sure that something was going on. Your mind is not correct. So, we don't have the ownership spirit. And God wants the ownership spirit to return to the church. Many of you are guilty. What you have done that would have collapsed this church, it only took grace to keep the church. Now, now that I have returned, do it again and see. Just try it again and see. So as I said, we don't need ushers. We need people who know this is our church. This is my home. This is where I'm committed to. Because I know they will show up for me. I know they will teach me the word of God. I know they will help me desire more of Christ. This is my home. When you see a woman, man of God, discussing the husband at the saloon, is an irresponsible woman. When you see in the negative way, when you see a husband calling the friend and making a gist out of the husband's, uh, the wife's mistake, that's a foolish man. Let me open the scripture so I can close. I need to open this scripture. Man of God, let me open this scripture. Two scriptures and I'm done with you. Now, um, Proverbs 14.1 Every wise woman, man, pastor, church member, citizen, builded her house, not someone's house. How many of you came to clean my house before coming to church? How many came to bath me before coming to church? My body is not for you. So you have never bothered bathing me. But your body is for you. If, I, if you decide not to bath for one man, at the point you will know you stink. So you will no need an encouragement. You will go and do the right thing. So every wise. So that means that anyone, that's what the devil is our enemy. His strategy is to destroy the church. He is a thief. That's why we fight the devil with all our strength. And so anyone who is in the church want to do everything. He's in the department will not come for rehearsal. He's our enemy. He's a devil. Anybody who will start rumor in the church is a devil. He must be cast out. He is not a wise person. He must be cast out. 
Anybody spreading gossip must be cast out. Anybody dating everybody must be cast out. The person must be dealt with. We need to cast out that spirit. So when you are a wise woman, you build. As I got married, my wife have had all kinds of issues with me. Because this is the first time I'm getting married. I have never married before. I don't have any degree in marriage, any diploma in marriage. So my wife knows me, I'm not perfect. And I also know she's not perfect. And there are things I have done that she doesn't like it. If I hear my wife sharing with people, that can cause a lot of wahala. In the same way, if she hears what I'm sharing with people, it must cause a, whole, a lot of wahala. She can even walk out of this marriage. I'm telling you. Because when you're a foolish person, you think that in marriage there will be no problem. When we're a foolish person, you think in marriage you will agree all the time. But a foolish, a wise woman built. So are you a wise citizen or not? Now that you are stealing, are you a wise citizen? Now that you are encouraging people, say, uh, if there's not the battle, let's catch them, let's beat them, let's beat them. Are you wise or not? Now that you are saying, Chobwe, yes, are you wise or not? Now that you are thinking, if your party does not win, you know what you do. Are you wise citizen or not? We need to cast you out. How will we cast? We will use the law to cast you out. So when we arrest you, you go to jail. When we catch you, you are inciting people for violence in this election. We arrest you. In the same, in the church, when we see you inciting people against leadership, yes, you are, you are problem with leadership, and especially a leader like me. You have a lot of problem. Address it the right way. Use the right channel to address me. To address the issue, leave me out. Let's deal with issues. So our disagreement must be based on issues. When I preach something, you don't understand. You can come and disagree with me. I'm telling you. But that means that doesn't become disrespectful. Or if you try, I will show you your level. Am I talking to somebody? So a wise. So you, you people are now, they say you are in a choir. Are you wise choir members? Wise church workers? A wise church worker always report for work. Where you work, can you leave anytime you want? You can't leave. So then, you don't leave when second service, you have not come to second service. It was a sign of a wise church worker. Oh, pastor, what I'm saying, I'm lying. Okay, I will close here. But we are praying that God will let the ownership spirit come back to the church. In my year